We can't thank Jesus enough for his sacrifice. <clears throat> um, let's see. I think I'm going to make uh, this evening about Jesus. Our, our entire religion is based on Jesus. Um, his wonderful sacrifice that he, uh, he took all of our sins on his body on the tree. Um, it 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 blo consistently blows my mind that um god would send his only begotten son to the cross and jesus also knew he knew right from the very beginning he knows the beginning from the end he's the alpha the omega as we all know and uh he knew from the beginning what he what was required of him uh, that he was going to leave his heavenly home he was going to come down here uh and be amongst um, all of us sinners, and that he was someday going to lay his life down on the cross and willingly and um, save an entire world full of sinners. Uh, I don't know of many people that would sacrifice themselves as the same way that the Lord Jesus did. Um, I'm trying to find some uh, scripture here. <clears throat> to read from, but Jesus, he was born of a virgin. He, uh, many people make the mistake of calling Mary the mother of God. We know she is not the mother of God. She was just the vessel through which Jesus was born. Um, the Holy Ghost came upon her, as you know, and, um, told her that she was going to be blessed among women. And while we're speaking about that, why don't we turn to, uh, where is it, where is it, where is it? Um, the book of Luke, uh, chapter 2. And we'll start... At, we'll just start at the beginning. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to G unto Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house, <clears throat> he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great <clears throat> with child, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them at the inn. And there were <clears throat> in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to be glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Now, I once uh, was watching television um, about the about Mary, and as we all know, she was carrying with her uh, the baby Jesus. And some people don't realize how she and Joseph were not married. And back then, in those days, if you were a woman who was uh, with child and you were not married, you were subject to be stoned. Uh, It was very perilous times for Mary. Um, Of course, we all know that uh, this was something that uh, God the Father had planned from the beginning of time. And so that he watched over her and protected her. But it was a very interesting situation. And she was um, was lucky to get through that. Um, and not, uh, like I said, come uh, to people, have people stone her. Um, anyway, um, and as we all know, uh, Jesus was born in the city of Bethlehem. Um, He was uh, the only perfect human being ever to live on this earth. He was completely without sin. Um, There was no sin in him until the very end when he uh, was sacrificed on the cross and took all of our sins upon his body on the tree. Um, This is something, like I said before, that uh, still blows my mind that... um, the good pleasure of the Father to do this thing for us, which we are so undeserving of. Um, Let's see. Um, Jesus, as we know, there isn't much uh, in Scripture about his uh, childhood or about his teen years. Um, We do know that uh, he lived for 33 years, and uh, I believe it was when, was it about when he was 30? When he started to preach, I believe that's correct. Um, And he, as we know, he walked everywhere he went. He went many places. He saved many people. He, uh, He made the lame to walk. He made the blind to see. He brought, I believe it was, was it Lazarus that uh, had died? And he brought him back to life after three or four days. Um, Another one of his miracles um, there's so many miracles he, he performed. Um, if I think back to the, uh, movie, um, uh, the son of God, uh, I think back to the part where there was, but two fish, maybe only one fish for thousands of people. Uh, and he said, um, that to have faith. And I believe he held the basket up to the sky and made a prayer. And um, the baskets were all filled with fish, and he fed the multitude. With He started with only one fish and prayed to the Father, and he managed to feed everybody. Uh, I also believe he um, 
I'm not sure what they had for drink, but um, I know that that was one of the many miracles um, when he was, when Peter and some of the apostles were out on the boat on the ocean. I know that the, uh, I believe the uh, water was rather turbulent um, and Jesus uh, came around and he settled down the waters and then they saw him walking on the water and at first they were afraid, but when they realized that it was Jesus, uh, it all calmed their souls. Um, his, his life is um, just something that's so spectacular. Um, he, let's see, one of the many other things that he did, he, um, when the, um, I think it was, was it Mary Magdalene who was the harlot and they were going to stone her and um, Jesus spoke up for her and he said, uh, let him who hath no sin in him cast the first stone. And everybody knew that there wasn't any among them that had no sin, so they dropped their stones, and he probably saved her from death uh, by those words. Um, the uh, Pharisees and the um, scribes, they all thought, um, who, is, who is this person who uh, claims to um, be the son of God, who claims to know all of these things about God, where they were supposed to be the ones that knew it all. And I think that's why they had a problem with, uh, with Jesus. And um, also uh, when he had said things, uh, they said he blasphemed when he had said that the uh, temple, there wouldn't be one stone uh, standing after uh, a certain event was to come. And um, they thought that he was blaspheming against the Lord. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of something. Here's, uh, here's another thing. Uh, this is one of our, um, what do they call them? Our... Um, Believer's baptism is ordinances. Uh, I just opened randomly and I come across the in the book of Matthew um, and chapter 26. Um, and I have highlighted here verse 26, uh, which is the uh, the Lord's Supper. Uh, and it says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it. And gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom." And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. And when we have the Lord's Supper here, we always um, quote that bit of scripture. And then we always sing Amazing Grace and we go on our merry way. And um, here afterward in um, verse 31, then, <clears throat> then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. 
For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Because of thee, yet I will never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, That this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemaneia, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Um, now, as, read, as I was reading that, it also reminds me of uh, one of the greatest miracles when I preached about Jesus and uh, his many miracles. Um, Brother Wade had mentioned to me that his greatest miracle of all was when he was resurrected from the dead and uh, ascended up into heaven uh, later on. And that by his ascension... Uh, and his resurrection, we all know that the father accepted his sacrifice on the tree of Calvary. And that is Jesus's one of his, that is the single greatest miracle uh, that Jesus performed. Um, and that started the, uh, that was uh, a good part of the beginning of Christianity as we know it today. I mean, he, he created the church. Um, he told everybody what they should do, how they should act. Uh, he is a symbol for how we should act in our lives, how uh, as Christians it means to be Christ-like. We are supposed to, um, people are supposed to see Christ in us as we walk around. People are supposed to um, see that when we're walking around, they're supposed to look at us and how we act in our lives and uh, at our jobs, anywhere we might go. And uh, they should be able to say, um, that person must be a Christian by the way that they act. Look at, look at the way they act, uh, the way they carry themselves. Um, I know I've seen them going to church, um, different things like that. Um <clears throat> I know I can't, and many of us could probably say this, I couldn't even come close to being the man that Christ was. Um, I don't think there's anybody that can be. Um, maybe after we pass away and we get up to heaven and we get our perfect bodies, uh, even then I think Christ is still going to be that shining light Um and showing us the way that we should act and the things that we should do uh, when they're up there, when we are up there by his side, when we uh, finally pass on and uh, go up to be with him in heaven. He, um, I uh, also think of, uh, I think it's, in, well, it was in the vestibule. Um, I saw something that said, um, I asked Jesus how much he loved me, and he opened up his arms and he said this much. He willingly laid himself down on the cross to be crucified for us. Uh, and as I said before, we're very undeserving of his sacrifice. 
yet he did it anyway. And that's something that we can never thank him enough for. Just can't thank him enough for all the <clears throat> the wonderful things that he did. Um, in the uh, Old Testament, there are many. Um, I've been reading through it. Uh, I'm up to the second book of Samuel. I've been. I started out trying to read the Bible, um, as they said, try and read three chapters uh, a night, um, and I started out reading quite a bit. I read uh, before I go to sleep. And I found myself um, going to where I had marked the Bible the night before to continue my reading. And I realized that I wasn't remembering what I had read the night before. I'd pick up the book and I'd start back and I would start to read. And I'm, where did I leave off? What, what happened in the pages that I read before? So I, start, I decided that I was going to try and read through the Bible in an entire year, because it really wouldn't do me any good if I'm to read through the whole thing. Okay, yay, I did it in a year, but I don't remember anything or get anything out of it. So I slowed down my readings, and um, I read what I can. If I find myself falling asleep, um, then I try and read through, finish the um, chapter that I'm in, and then I'll, uh, I'll set the book down, and I'll go to sleep, and then pick it up try and pick it up the next night. I don't always pick it up where I left off. I don't read it every night like I should. Uh, but anyway, um, I've been reading through it, and uh, different Bibles have different markings in it. The Bible that I had before um, had, um, what did it have in it? It had, I think it had stars in it. Uh, anyway, it had markings of uh, things that were, I think if it was a prophecy, it was a star that wasn't filled in. And then if you, you got to the New Testament and there was a star that was filled in, that was a fulfilled prophecy. Uh, let me see if I can find it in here. Um, plus, there are also many, um, um, what do they call it? Um, reading plans. Uh, in different Bibles. The other Bible that I was reading, um, here, Bible Study Helps, How to Read the Bible Through on page 1487, Short History of the Holy Bible, Favorite Readings from the Bible, Harmony of the Life of Christ, Appearances After the Resurrection, uh, and then underneath it, it says Messianic Prophecies and Their Fulfillment. All verses of the Old Testament that refer to the coming of the Messiah are marked with a star, and it's not filled in, as I said. All verses in the New Testament that fulfill a messianic prophecy are indicated by a star, and that star is filled in. Uh, next to that, it says, uh, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. And it has the star not filled in. And then it says, verse 36, it doesn't say what book or <clears throat> uh, chapter this is in. For these things that were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken. Um, and then there are alternate translations. Uh, instances of alternate translations are indicated by a T. Uh, and it says, and it came to pass after seven days, and it has a little T there. Uh, and then it says in, um, not parentheses, it's um, italicized. It says, or on the seventh day. Um, 
paragraphs. Uh, the beginning of a paragraph is indicated by a bold verse number, um, different things like that. Uh, like I said, they're different. Um, let's go to page 14. Or I'll go to page 1487 in my book. I know some of you don't have the same Bible that I have. Uh, 1506 and see what it says. 14. There's a short history of the Bible. The books of the uh, what books of the Bible that it contains, short history, uh, Bible study helps. Here we go. Um, how to read the Bible through. Um, let's see, that's 1488. There we go. Can we get the pages apart? Uh, the Bible is a library of books. To read a library, one does not start at the first rack with the first book and read through. To the last, reading through the Bible requires developing a plan of daily reading that holds events and prophecies of the Old Testament in perspective with the heart of divine revelation as embodied in Jesus Christ. Why read the Bible through? Reading all of the Bible is a worthwhile endeavor because all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All, and all scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, it says 2 Timothy 3.16, because all of God's word is God's word to us. Every book, every chapter has a message worth reading and understanding. Although we may never understand all of the mysteries of God's word, we must seek out the message, the truth of all scripture, <clears throat> that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly um, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, 2 Timothy 3.17. Um, so there's different plans on how to read uh, through the Bible. Um, there's some here, it, it skips through a weekly 52-week uh, Bible reading plan. Um, then it has, it starts with uh, Genesis 1 through 26, and then 27 through 50, uh, and then the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, some of them skip around, some of them say it's a three-year plan to read the Bible through, which is from cover to cover. <clears throat> uh, many of our books have a concordance in them, uh, so if there are things you don't understand or words that you don't understand, um, it'll show you where these you can find these words in the in the Bible. Also, I've come across uh, listening to Danny and um, Pastor um, in their teachings. I've come across, the first word I came across was the word abhorred, and I didn't know what it meant. So why not look it up? I mean, we're, we're here to learn things. Uh, we're here to learn from the Bible, and I found out that that word means uh, a great deal of dislike, um, which... As we all know, God abhors sin, uh, has a great dislike for it. Um, and uh, there are many other things. I, I know Bonnie does this all the time. She writes in her book. I don't know if you've ever seen her Bible opened, but it is loaded with highlights. I saw one page this past uh, Sunday when we were here. She had her Bible open, and I don't think there was anything that wasn't highlighted. Some in blue, some in green, some in yellow. Uh, but she, right, and she's, you look over at her while we're uh, in our sermons and whatnot, and she's scribbling down things. She's writing down information and stuff like that. 
probably reminders or uh, maybe things that she hadn't picked up on before. Um, I try and do that in my other Bible. I need to transfer them over to this one. My uh, Bible that I have at home that I started reading, um, which has the, it's the book, it's, no, it's not that one. Anyway, it uh, says Holy Bible on it, and it has, it's the Bible that Kay, that one right there. Uh, and it has, let me come down and pick that up from you. Anyway, I've dropped mine a few times. And first to fall out of it were the maps that are in the back. And now from First John all the way back through part of the maps has completely fallen out of that Bible. So, uh, but not for lack of use, that's for sure. It's been used uh, through many, um, many uh, sermons and um, Sunday school lessons. But... Um, Let's see, in the front of it, I wrote uh, down, I wrote, uh, what is it, GPS. I wrote down GPS, which is God's Word, and then, um, what is it, purpose or pressure. pressure? That's right. And then the last one is, what's the S? This is why I write things down, because like, Holy Spirit. Okay, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, but I have all of those things written down. I have a whole bunch of stuff written down in the front of my, in the front of my Bible. Um, not just the people who have uh, the births or things like that or the deaths and my family, but uh, cheat sheets, if you will. Thank you, Tracy. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, that Bible started falling apart. So I will have it at home in one of my uh, – I have it in a little cubby next to my chair in the living room. And uh, I have another Bible that was given me when I was uh, first baptized over in uh, at Tri-City Baptist Church in Port Charlotte. Um, now, when I was baptized at that church, um, I'll give you a little bit of background about myself. Um, I grew up in East Longmeadow, which is a suburb of Springfield, Massachusetts, and it was heavily uh, populated with Italian families. And as I don't know if you all know this or not, but Italians are uh, primarily Catholics. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, I knew him all his life and all of mine, uh, Edward Pezzanetti, he uh, and his family were renting out the second story of my grandfather's house when my mom and my sister and I moved in with them. Anyway, uh, he invited me to um, Sunday school uh, and my mom said, no, uh, I believe God had a different plan for me. He didn't want me to become a Catholic. Um, I had been to a couple of Catholic uh, um, sermons or um, services. Uh, my Aunt Nancy was a staunch Catholic. Um, my grandparents, my mom, weren't uh, very religious when I was growing up. Um, but I did, I had a sense of God throughout my whole life, Um and, uh, but my aunt Nancy took me to a couple of Catholic services. Um, where was I going with this? Um, oh, my, uh, baptism. Anyway, as you know, uh, the Catholics believe that if you're not baptized, that you, they whip them in a limbo, as uh, somebody's once said. Um, and that bothered me because my sister had told me that I was never baptized. So anyway, moved down here, um, a pastor from, 
uh, Tri-City Baptist Church, moved in next door, invited me and my first wife to go to services there. So went there and it so happened that my, I don't remember what birthday it was, but my, um, one of my birthdays was going to fall on a Sunday and I thought I would have myself baptized. Um, he's the preacher that I have told you in the past. And Danny asked me what I meant by this, that he was a, um, what is it? Um, book of life Baptist preacher. He was always saying, uh, before the end of every service, who's everybody bow their heads and close their eyes and everyone raise their hand. If your name is written down in the lamb's book of life, but he didn't, he didn't, teach me all of the things that I've learned here. He didn't, I didn't know that baptism is believer's baptism, that when you, he didn't drill that into you, that uh, when you are saved, when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and that he died on the cross for your sins. Um, so he didn't really drill that into you, into uh, people. So I was baptized, and as Paps pastor always says, basically, I just got wet because I didn't realize all of the things that baptism stood for. I didn't even realize that baptism was an inward, was it a uh, outward picture of an inward conversion? Um, so that the baptism is, as we all know, um, it's the death, uh, the burial, when you go underneath the water, the resurrection, when you come up out of the water, and um, of Jesus Christ. So that is your picture of baptism. Um, didn't know all of those things. Anyway, so I have my red Bible. That's what I was getting to. I was given that after I was baptized at Tri-City Baptist Church. That's the one I've been reading from. Was reading from this one, but um, now I take this one to church um, and I keep my red one at home. It's kind of small writing, but that's all right. I get, I get by, I can read without glasses, thankfully. Um, it's kind of funny how, uh, how life, uh, quirky things are in, um, in life. My mother loved to read and she couldn't see a book in front of her face. She had to have glasses to read. I'm not a big reader, uh, and I can read without my glasses, but I need glasses to see down the road. I think that's kind of ironic. But anyway, um, but um, there are many plans for reading the Bible. Um, there's many. It's a plethora of information about Jesus, about how you should act, uh, the many wonderful things that Jesus did, uh, the many wonderful things that God did. Uh, we were talking, uh, I don't know what brought it up, but we were talking about um, the, um, the book of Genesis. They were talking about dinosaurs, and uh, he, uh, whoever was talking didn't realize how um, he said it's obvious that they were here, uh, but he didn't remember if they were mentioned in the Bible or not. And uh, I believe Danny told me that somewhere in the Bible it mentions behemoths, and that is where they are talking about dinosaurs. Of course, they don't get too much into that stuff because there's more important information in the Bible, like what's going to happen with Jesus Christ coming here, all of the things that lead up to that. Um, no, there are many great characters in the Bible. You've got, uh, Abraham, you've got, um, Moses, Noah, uh, Job, 
um, all of the apostles. Uh, let's see who else is uh, in here. You've got David. You've got Solomon, um, which is where I'm reading right now. Uh, Saul also uh, I'm reading about in uh, second, um, second Samuel, which I just started, as I said. Um, and then, of course, when you get to the New Testament, this is all uh, having to do with Jesus and uh, what he did. And um, also some of the things that that makes me think of is when Danny said, why don't we follow uh, any of the laws that are in the Old Testament? And that's because Jesus covered it all uh, with his sacrifice. Um, anyway, wonderful book. Um, I'm sure all of you are reading it uh, or maybe even have read it. Maybe some of you multiple times. I know. Where are you guys in the Bible? I know you guys read it through year after year. Psalms already. Did you just start in January? Wow. Sorry. Okay. doesn't matter really. Um, but I know you guys have read it through a few times. I have yet to read it all the way through, but um, wonderful book. It's, um, my next sermon, uh, next Wednesday, which I just started, uh, last night is about judgment. Um, which of course we always, uh, hear Danny say you replace the word judgment with justice. Uh, I was going to write about something different. I, I, it doesn't matter. Um, but, um, there's one thing that I have learned, um, and I've noticed since coming to this church, uh, I don't know if anybody else uh, has felt this or not, but I know that God has an active part in my life because I'll come to a sermon, whether it be pastor or Danny, maybe both, maybe all three, Sunday school included, um, and what's being preached has a direct effect or has to do with what's going on in my life at that time. So I know myself personally, I know God is there. I know he's having an active part in my life. I know that um, I feel um, I'm very proud. I know you're not supposed to be proud, but I think this is something that I don't think God would mind me being proud about, that pastor uh, came to me and asked me to preach on every other Wednesday. Uh, that gives me a good feeling. I um, I also think it's maybe something that um, God has had in mind for me from the beginning of my life or from the beginning of time. Because uh, he, like I said, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows everything that's going to happen to everybody and everything, everywhere, to the world and all of that stuff. So Wonderful book, wonderful, uh, wonderful religion. I used to wonder which religion was the true religion because you have so many uh, out there, so many different denominations, if you will. And um, I believe I'm in the right religion because, as a pastor always says, we always open up God's word. We always read from God's word and everything we do and everything we believe in is based on God's word. And thank you, God, for helping me fill in the hour unprepared. Uh, thank you all for listening to me and putting up with me, if you will. And um, we'll uh, close in a word of prayer. Stand if you can. And uh, Brother Chuck, would you lead us in our closing prayer, please?
Our most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and what you did for us. Thank you, Lord, for our wonderful little temple church here, Lord. Thank you so much for the nice people who come here. So concerned of your salvation. I thank you, dear God, for all you do for us. I pray for my children, Lord. Pray for my companion. I pray for my stepson, Lord. Pray, dear Heavenly Father, that the doctor that takes him, you guide his surgeon hand, Lord. He has cancer, and Lord, that give him the knowledge to take it out. Father, forgive us for sins and your comings. Thank you so much for all you do for us. Give me strength, Lord, that I can get around a little better than I'm doing. Watch over and care for us. Bring us back to the next point in time, Lord. Keep us safe. And I'll give you the praise, honor, and glory. In the name of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ, I do. Amen. And all of God's children say amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Chuck. Oh.